Welcome to the Christ Church Vienna podcast, gathering the theological and liturgical resources of Christ Church, the Anglican Church in Vienna, Austria. For more information about the ministry of Christ Church, visit us at ChristChurchVienna.org. You are listening to the Book of Common Prayer service from May 8th, 2022. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive, our, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts be open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee, and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Lord, Lord have mercy upon us, and write all these Bibles in our hearts, we beseech thee. We gather our prayers with the church throughout the world on the collect appointed for this fourth Sunday of Easter. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life, raise us who trust in him from the death of sin to the life of righteousness that we may seek those things which are above, where he reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Psalm point for today is Psalm 23, on page 438, to be read antiphonally. Psalm 23, page 438. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore can I lack nothing. He shall convert my soul and bring me forth in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Thou shalt prepare a table before me against them that trouble me. Thou hast anointed my head with oil and my cup shall be full. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Holy Gospel is written in the 10th chapter of John, beginning at the 22nd verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. At the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem, It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple, in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around to him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, 
but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Say together the Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeded from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. May the words from my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So the readings that we had today uh, in today's lectionary contain imagery of lambs and shepherds uh, throughout, which is meant to reinforce the message, obviously, of God's relationship to his people. In our Gospel reading from John, we see Jesus answering the challenge presented him to the Jewish leaders. State it plainly. Are you the Messiah? And Jesus uses this pastoral language of the shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will ever snatch them from my hand. In our reading from Revelation, we see the powerful image that was communicated to John not the Gospel writer John, but the author of Revelation named John, most likely John of Patmos. It is the image of the victorious Lamb slain who sits upon the throne. They will hunger no more. They will thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And He will guide them to springs of the water of life. Both the Gospel of John and Revelation depict Jesus as both the Lamb and the Shepherd. These images that are seemingly not contradictory, but they're not one and the same, within Jesus come together. Jesus is the Lamb and also the Shepherd. In, our, in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 10-11, through 11, John writes, He was in the world, and the world was made through Him, but the world did not recognize Him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. 
And then it goes on, John chapter 129, which presents us with the language of the Agnus Dei. Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This language is sacrificial and it's incarnational. Jesus is the Lamb who's been handed over and sacrificed for a people. Through his embodiment, through his taking on of flesh, Jesus has taken the role of the very sheep that he cares for and seeks to save. Through his sacrifice, death, and resurrection, he becomes the shepherd, the one who truly knows and understands the ordeals, to use the the, the language of Revelation, the great ordeals of his sheep. These images found within Scripture of Christ as the lamb slain and shepherd have provided and upheld God's people throughout the ages. They echo and reverberate throughout our liturgy and speak to the anxieties and the uncertainties of our age, as they have for hundreds and even thousands of years. During the Eucharist, when we sing the Agnus Dei, Jesus, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. This imagery sits with us. We also proclaim, great is the mystery of faith. Christ died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. This imagery in Revelation points us to this reality, this hope of the Christian life. The main point I have today is that the Christian life centers upon these understandings. Revelation, which means to lift the veil, offers a vision of a great multitude that no one can count, from every nation, from all tribes, peoples, and languages, standing before the throne of the Lamb. We should never confuse this image this image of the multitude standing before the throne of the land with the mindless conformity of the masses. This is a gathering of diversity, diverse nations, peoples, and all languages, we are told. It is not the image of a nameless, faceless mass of people. It is not those who gather to support the ambitions of the powerful, or those who seek to manipulate the hearts and minds of people through ideology. If you follow the headlines closely, you probably know that very recently, Pope Francis made some headlines. When he warned Patriarch Kirill, the Patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church, not to be Putin's altar boy. This is a strong statement, perhaps not as diplomatic as we would like, and it does speak to a division between these churches not just between the the West and the East, but also within the Eastern Orthodox churches as well. But his words are rooted in a timeless truth and a wisdom for all of us, because there are so many examples and so many different ways which the church and we in the church can succumb to the newest trends in Christian identity, which is being manipulated to serve narrow political and ideological ends. They tempt us with, with their visions, and they ask and demand us to choose sides. Rulers and powers may change. Movements will come and go. In the myths that vie for our attention and attempt to define our present age, they too will subside. But what is important for us is not to attend at their altars, to be wary of the thrones that ask for our devotion. Who do we align ourselves with? Around which throne do we gather? Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. The challenge for us 
as people who claim to be Christians is whose voice are we listening to? Where are we placing our hope? As a church, we should not merely seek to follow the next trend or expression or to package the gospel in a new, relevant way. No. The more we sit with the scriptures and the more that we participate in the sacramental life of the church, the more that we realize that the church does not aspire to become just another movement. Rather, it serves as the only true enduring refuge and a place of hope when all of those movements eventually disappoint and fail, which they always do. Today, I think it is safe to say that suspicion towards once trusted institutions, including organized religion, including the church, is on the rise. And in many ways, this is understandable. There have been a number of financial and obviously the sex abuse scandals, especially within the Roman Catholic Church, and also, we must acknowledge, within the Church of England, that have caused people to lose trust. So this is understandable. But when we look at these readings today, we also realize that the gospel itself turns a lens of suspicion upon the world. When we engage the scriptures, we see this deep at its core. The gospel itself is suspicious of the intentions of the world and its leaders. And very often, when our leaders in the church fall, it is because of this. Succumbing to the latest trend or temptation. Jesus reminds us in his words to the religious authorities of his day that his sheep listen to his voice. The vision of the lamb slain is a judgment upon the world that offers a vision of its restoration. To close, today's readings pose two very important questions for each one of us, I think individually and collectively as a church. The first is whose voice are we listening to in the church? Whose voice are we listening to in the church? Second, around whose throne do we gather? Are we joining with the multitude of the church throughout the ages? gathered at the throne of Christ? Are we joining the mass in the next ideology or the next big movement in the church that claims to be its future? Please note, what I'm not saying here is that we should retreat from the world and its problems. Christians are called to be present and engage with the issues of the world. But we must recognize the limits and the corruptibility of those movements, platforms, and leaders who compete for our attention and our loyalty. And we should also be aware of the extremes that they might draw us into if left unchecked. This also includes, and especially includes, movements within the church or those that claim the Christian identity. During these times of tremendous upheaval and change, the church and we in the church need to be continually be reminded of where our true identity is found and whose voice we should be listening to and around which throne or altar we gather. We must be wary of the real temptation to merely conform to the spirits of our present age. Lay not up for yourselves treasure upon the earth where the rust and moth doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither rust nor moth doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal.
Let us pray for the whole state of Christ Church militant here and earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our alms and oblations and to receive these our prayers, which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord, and grant that all they that do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also to save and defend all Christian kings, princes, and governors, especially thy servant Elizabeth. We pray for all those who are in authority that they would, that we may be godly and quietly governed. And we, and we pray that all those who offer counsel to those who are put in authority may truly and impartially minister justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops, priests, and deacons, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments, and to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present. With meet heart and due reverence, they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all of them who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers in thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent of your sins, and are in love and charity with your neighbors, and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God, and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, draw near with faith, and take this holy sacrament to your comfort, and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed, by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. The burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father, for thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake. Forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may hereafter after serve and plead thee in newness of life to the honor and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised Forgiveness of sins to all them that with hearty repentance and true faith turn to him. Have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Saviour Christ saith unto all that truly turn to him. 
Come unto me, all that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hear also what St. Paul saith. This is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hear also what St. John saith. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Glory be to thee, O Lord Most High. Say it together. We do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until he comes again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers in his most blessed body and blood. When the same night that he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as often as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Amen. As our Savior Christ hath commanded and taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank Thee for that Thou dost vouchsafe to feed us, who have duly received these holy mysteries with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of Thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of Thy favor and goodness towards us, that we are very members and corporate of the mystical body of Thy Son, which is the blessed company of all faithful people, and also heirs through hope of Thy everlasting kingdom, by the merits of the most precious death and passion of Thy dear Son. And we most humbly beseech Thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with Thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship and do all such good works as Thou hast prepared for us to walk in. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with Thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Please stand for the Gloria. Glory be to God on high, and in peace, goodwill towards men. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Thee, we glorify Thee. We give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory. O Lord, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, Thou that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all understanding keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.